welcome to the Domestic Fuel Cast, a podcast devoted to news and information about alternative fuels and energy. Produced and hosted by Zimcom New Media. Making the case for ethanol and biodiesel before the EPA. I'm your host, John Davis. The Environmental Protection Agency's public hearing on the proposed rule for the renewable fuel standard brought industry experts from the production and feedstock sides of the American biofuels industry to Washington, D.C. Renewable Fuels Association President and CEO Bob Deneen kicked off the testimony and took issue with some of the EPA's proposals. The most serious issue that we see is indeed the life cycle analysis that EPA has done, and specifically the inclusion of international indirect effects. There is so much uncertainty with respect to trying to account for international impacts uh, of this rule that I think it uh, renders the regulatory process uh, incapable of, of determining a specific number. The uncertainty of the models, the way the models have been cobbled together using nine separate models and data sets, none of which were designed to answer the question EPA is asking these models to, uh, to answer, uh, presents a great deal of difficulty for us. And Deneen says his group has some real concerns about some assumptions EPA has made. Uh, we think, for example, that it has uh, greatly underestimated increases in yields, that it has underestimated the impact of distillers' feed, that it has uh, underestimated or used very conservative assumptions with regard to the bushels of grain uh, per acre, all of which will have a significant impact on this analysis. These models will need to be validated uh, against real-world data, and I'm not sure that that is uh, possible given the way the, the models have been cobbled together. Steve Rue, who chairs the National Corn Growers Association's Ethanol Committee, echoed Deneen's concerns and says the EPA has failed to take into account modern agricultural practices and biotechnology that are increasing both corn yields and ethanol production that has required no additional acres to be brought into production for the purpose of ethanol. The National Biodiesel Board's Manning Farachi told the hearing that biodiesel is a high-quality, clean fuel that is the only game in town that commercially meets the biomass-based diesel requirement of the Renewable Fuel Standards goal. Congress clearly recognized the value of displacing petroleum diesel fuel with renewable fuel when it passed the Energy Independence and Security Act of 2007. RFS2 for the first time requires a renewable component in U.S. diesel fuel and provides a readily attainable schedule for the use of biomass-based diesel that increases from 500 million gallons in 2009 to a billion gallons in 2012. To qualify for the program, renewable fuel must reduce greenhouse gas emissions by 50% compared to conventional diesel fuel that it is replacing, and the administrator has the authority to reduce the greenhouse gas emission requirements to 40%. Farachi adds there are deficiencies in the proposed rule, especially in the indirect land use provisions. We recognize that statute requires the EPA to consider significant indirect emissions when calculating a renewable fuels emission profile. This does not require the EPA to rely on faulty data and unrealistic scenarios that punish the U.S. biodiesel industry for wholly unrelated land use decisions in South America. Make no doubt about it. This is what the EPA's rule does. 
The American Soybean Association's Vice President Ray Gaser, a soybean producer from Corning, Iowa, also has problems with the international indirect land use assumptions that EPA has proposed. And the Biodiesel Board's Farachi points out that the EPA isn't even making a good case for its own assumptions about what one South American country has had for indirect land use and soybean production. As a general principle, the EPA assumes that increased U.S. biodiesel production will lead to land conversion in South America. If this basic assumption is correct, Brazilian soybean acreage would have increased from 2004 through 2008, a time period that saw U.S. biodiesel production increase from 25 million gallons to 690 million gallons. In fact, acreage in Brazil dedicated to soybean cultivation actually decreased from 2004 through 2008. The proposed rule's inability to accurately backcast recent concrete experience not only draws into question the legitimacy of EPA's methodology, it also clearly highlights that there are factors unrelated to U.S. biodiesel production, such as logging, cattle ranching, and subsistence farming, that are actually driving land use decisions in South America. Poet Vice President for Science and Technology Dr. Mark Stowers says that the EPA's model for calculating indirect land use changes is flawed and has no basis in law or science, and urged officials to get a look for themselves at a real modern ethanol plant to get the real story on its ability to reduce its carbon footprint, something Deneen would like to see as well. We also believe that the rule could be made significantly better if ethanol producers were allowed to uh, have a mechanism to demonstrate that the carbon footprint of their particular plant is different than the various boxes that EPA has identified. Uh, the California Resources Board, for example, has allowed an on-site uh, specific process for uh, plants to demonstrate a different carbon footprint, uh, and we think that that's something that EPA should do as well. Brent Erickson, executive vice president of the Biotechnology Industry Organization's Industrial and Environmental Section, testified that the RFS is a critical tool to accelerate the commercialization of advanced biofuels. But what the EPA is proposing could derail all that. There were about 60 people at the hearing, some for the proposals, some, like the ones we have heard, against them. But I think most would agree that it is a conversation that needs to be had. I'm John Davis reporting. You've been listening to the Domestic Fuel Cast, the official podcast of DomesticFuel.com. Check out the website daily for the latest good news about the alternative energy industry.